0: i uh-huh. uh-huh. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we take out the trash in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> the one responsible minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Sam Stobald. Welcome back, Sam.
1: Ah, thank
0: you um, for closing you. out the
1: week with us, buddy. We Appreciate it. E-G-I-F.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about a Minute 15, which begins with uh, Aunt May getting a little weepy about uh, the two-year anniversary of Uncle Ben's death mm-hmm. and ends with MJ about to say something.
1: Indeed.
2: <laughs> so uh, we, we finally get to find out what this is the two-year anniversary of. So of it's ben. not of that nice turkey dinner that they had with the Osbournes two years oh. ago. No. Yeah. That was a terrible (laughs) turkey dinner. They didn't even have the Uh, turkey.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So now it's two years since the death of Uncle Ben. We had talked about this being the 21st birthday of Peter. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not so sure if the math checks out. Now I'm wondering if this is the 20th birthday of Peter. Yeah. And if it's the 20th birthday, then everybody's underage drinking in this movie. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. There's there's a lot of underage drinking in this movie. If that's the case,
1: the the timeline seemed to make sense if we were riffing off of the idea that it's a couple years after the back half of Spider Man One when they're out of high school, you know, and you know they're doing their college stuff and having Thanksgiving and whatnot. But if we're going two years from Uncle Ben's death, that's still in senior year of high school land, right? Because Peter mm-hmm. gets the powers and he still right. has. Cafeteria scenes and graduation and whatnot. Right. So, so at um, best,
0: at best, he's eighteen. Then,
1: yeah, which yeah. apparently
0: like just turned eighteen, which would make sense <laughs> if he's a senior. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, this doesn't. He's got to be. This has got to be his twentieth birthday. That's the only explanation. um Which, well,
2: no, maybe, maybe he was held back at a young age.
0: <laughs> yes, Peter maybe. Parker
1: was held back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's not—he's not really that smart. He's just right. <laughs> older than brilliant everybody Brilliant but else. lazy, guys. He's brilliant but lazy. <laughs> brilliant yeah. but lazy. It's
1: true. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: that's, yeah I know. I, cool. I, I know the math doesn't check out, but I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to get. I'm 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 just willing to go with it. I think I still think it's, he's 21.
1: Cause I think so too. Yeah. I is probably more of a uh, a lapse in. Like nailing down this one line than it is about a lapse of the overall storyline in terms of, yeah, they're drinking age. Like, I don't think anybody involved here was trying to consciously be like, yeah, no. And uh, before they're legally allowed to drink, they just drink all the time. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I, I forget. Do they actually specifically say in
2: the movie that it is his 21st birthday no. that they're celebrating? No, no, they just say birthday. That's yeah. all they do. Yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, as much as Aunt May is all about safety and being scared of that scooter thing I also don't see her as the type that would be like oh you can't drink that yet you're only 20 like I think she would be well but okay it's not it.
0: I she probably would be cool she'd probably be like oh well I'd rather you do it here than out there but you know Mary Jane has an engagement party later and there's champagne all over the place um, and Peter's like trying to get some champagne uh, never does but tries and yeah. uh, I mean obviously Harry's drinking a lot I mean the thing the thing is uh, if you have people drinking underage in a movie it's an automatic r rating so yeah they, really? yeah so they have to be like you can ha- you can show them holding it as long as they don't actually partake in the drink right you right. it can be pg13 but if they're actually drinking the thing it, it it's like an automatic r um it's really weird or or there's like some sort of math problem about how much they can drink or what they can drink or whatever but um uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, mpaa it's yeah, a fun organization yeah yeah it's uh, it's it's weird and really it just comes down to like you know who's watching the movie and and what their personal politics are
2: um well also the mpaa is probably not the type of people that are going to be like all right. Well, we need to go back and watch Spider Man One, <laughs> then, like, figure out how old he was, and now we know two years have passed since Uncle Ben yeah, That's died, very true. So. Um,
0: <laughs> if, if they if like, they...
2: "Yeah, Tobey <laughs> Maguire is clearly not twenty years old," so
0: it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I guess that makes sense. I'm still gonna say he's 21, but sure. Yeah, that's fair. I, well, I, we... yeah. Plus, <laughs> like, I don't want to think he's less than. 24, 25 in Spider-Man three, just because, I mean, well, I, I guess, I guess he's gotta be like, uh, I guess he's, I think he's still in college <laughs> in Spider-Man three. Man. That's God, weird. Yeah. Right. We'll get to that eventually. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, getting to this minute though, um, the, the, the whole thing with, with Aunt May talking about facing the, the one responsible and Peter just, Oh, man. Uh, Just blaming himself just more than anyone has ever blamed themselves for anything.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. It's, like, so close to being, like, too on the nose in terms of, like, its inclusion on the page. Like, like would a character in this scenario literally say the phrase, were I to face the one responsible? But Harris sells it. Like, she sells the crap out of it. And, like, you can you can watch the tears welling up in her eyes and you cut to Toby and you can watch the moment where the tears start to well up in his eyes. And it's, ah, Oh man. It's the whole theme right there. It's the whole theme. Yeah. It's the whole thing. (laughs) Oh boy. This
2: this movie. And this is the reason that I love it, but it's just your heart breaking for Peter from moment to moment. Just yeah. Ever like every scene is in its own way. Just heartbreaking. And, this is a, a big one. Just like it's just seeing those tears blowing up in his eyes, and you just you feel for him so much because he's, he's filled up with so much self loathing and regret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the way it sets up the later scene, which is such a wonderful scene. Oh yeah, the
1: there's a thing I like to hear in terms of uh, shot selection, at least where um, we we finish the resolution right, and uh, Aunt May. You know, kisses him, and walks away. Like, well, we're done talking about this. I, you know, now I'm going to talk about making, sure, making sure you eat the rest of your cake. And um, <laughs> a lot of cake just, in like, this movie, more than a lot you think. Of cake in this, more <laughs> than you think. But just as she like, just as we had that moment yesterday where she like walked into frame for the confrontation moment. She walks out of the field of focus at the end, and they let her play the scene out of focus in the background while we see the effect on Peter. And what I, what I really like about this is that we have a um, a camera move instead of a cut, which is just one of my favorite things in movies like this, oh, where yeah. instead of a different setup, we just have a camera move. And that, like, the moment you reframe something in your mind, we literally reframe things in the scene. Not just like a cut or a new frame, but that that moment going away for for, for the cake and all that, while we let the weight of all this guilt land mm-hmm. on Peter, we literally shift the frame over to a new position and let him sit in it.
0: Yeah, well cuz it's not it's it's about not giving the audience a break. Like when you yes. cut, when you cut, every cut gives the audience like a breath. Yes. But if yes. you hold on the shot, you sort of have a tendency to hold your breath, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so like that's what this is. It's just like no, you're going to sit in it. You're going to sit in it yeah. with him and you're going to feel this and we're not even going to let, we're not even going to shift focus. We're not even going to let you look at her. We're just nope. going to make you look at him.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, rub your nose uh, in it.
2: Yeah. I love this movie's like commitment to making you suffer with Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And that, that is why I love, well, I mean, there's so many reasons why I love this movie so much. But um, yeah. as a Spider Man fan, I, I feel like this movie gets so much. More than any of the other Spider-Man movies that have come out, I think this one makes you feel Peter Parker's pain and just suffer with him at every moment. And the the best Spider-Man stuff to me is not about Spider-Man, it's about Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so this movie just really makes every crushing blow and defeat to Peter Parker. You, like, you just you feel it so much and you feel so bad for him and... You want him to overcome so much, which is uh one of the great things about the whole uh raindrops keep falling on my head sequence, which I'm sure you guys are excited to talk about. But um. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it's it's like right here. It's uh you know, just early in the movie, just seeing those tears well up in his eyes, and it's just like, Oh, this is not the last time that you're gonna see Peter Parker going through some
1: some heavy yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. I mean this is like um I mean much as I love the the first movie, um, and I, I think the the successes of the first movies are a big part of the reason this one works as well as it does, in terms of like the actual character of Spider Man, um, I think this movie sort of lands in the general metaphor of Spider of Spidey in a more relatable way than the first one because the first one also has the thrill of like oh an origin story oh new powers oh becoming a hero all that type of stuff but in terms of like the long arc of the character which is 40 years of life being hard to peter parker and him still having to be responsible with his power this is the movie that feels the way the bulk of spider-man comics feel this one is just about being spider-man instead of becoming spider-man and right uh, (sighs) Oh, man. Yeah,
2: and that's that's uh what this movie nails so much. Um when I when I was a kid and I got into Spider Man, like the comics that I connected with the most, um I you know, I grew up in the nineties. I was I was young in the nineties, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: um I was sort of aware of the nineties storylines, but I was like way more interested in collecting back issues and what I mostly got was uh eighties Spider Man comics. Oh yeah. And what I was most drawn to of the '80s Spider-Man comics was everything from Spectacular Spider-Man, which I still believe today, the '80s run of Spectacular. Was <laughs> the
0: it was good stuff.
2: At least, it, at least for me, it was the pinnacle. And sure. so much of it, there, there is like uh, so many scenes of just it, it's like a, a whole page devoted to like Spider-Man swinging through the city, and just these paragraph-long thought balloons and yeah i love the idea so much of spider-man of peter parker just being like lost in his own thoughts and emotions just like trying to deal with everything because where he was at at that point you know he was married to mary jane and they had it was not always like an easy marriage and like the, the storylines specifically that i was most into and aware of were like um where harry knows who he is oh, and. yeah He's just like playing mind games with him constantly and it's just him like going back and forth in his brain like having these arguments with himself and (laughs) that I guess just because that is like one of my main entry points to Spider-Man like in in my mind Spider-Man to me is like wrestling with like self-doubt and like questioning why he's doing the things he's doing and I just feel like there's there's not going to be a Spider-Man movie that captures that as well
1: as this one does. And yeah. Or I'll always hope there's one, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm <laughs> expecting it anytime soon.
0: You know, that's kind of the big difference between, you know, Toby's Spider-Man and the other two, which is yeah. that, you know, there, there are going to be moments in this, in this movie where, um, you know, Toby's Spider-Man says some quippy stuff uh, occasionally. And mm-hmm. and they're they're in really nicely timed moments. Like I'm thinking of specifically, like in the bank uh, job where uh, the bank the bank scene where uh, Doc Ock is like, "Don't you ever shut up?" or something like that. And you <laughs> yeah. know, and 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 he like, "Ah, it's not the first or, time I've uh, heard he, that." Here's or, your change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Or,
1: or he's got some quips in the train scene uh, with the, like the passengers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but they're anyway. Well deployed.
0: But r- regardless, like <laughs> what my my what my point is is that. Um, He has those quips, but they're they're coming from a fundamentally sad human being. Uh, (laughs) And and that's and that's the thing that I think both Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland forget because Mm -hmm. they love being Spider-Man so much as actors. They portray that in their Peters and in their, in their Spider-Man's. And so you have Tom Holland just being like, I love being Spider-Man. This is amazing. And I was like, I was like, you know, it's your fault that your uncle's dead. Like, (laughs) like, I
1: just want to like remind him because
0: it's like he forgot, you know? Uh, And, and, and it's the same thing with, with Andrew Garfield. Like they, they, they like being Spider-Man too much. Uh, and, and it's, and it's fine to use Spider-Man as an escape but the thing that I like about Toby's Spider-Man over the other over the other two is that like he never that burden is never lifted off his shoulders because Tobey Maguire I don't think he had a connection to the character the way that Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland did prior yeah. to playing playing the character and so he doesn't have that place in his heart Where he's just like, oh, I'm getting to do this thing that I've always dreamed about doing my whole life. He's just treating it as a job and treating the character as the character that he sees on the page, which is, like
1: I said, a fundamentally sad human being. Right. And not for nothing, when, you know, Toby got this role, he hadn't ever seen somebody else helm a multi-million dollar blockbuster Spider-Man movie. Right. Like that wasn't a oh, I've seen that that's a thing, wow, you know, type of... Um, just fundamentally, he had to just approach it on this sort of, like, grounded level. And, um, no, I think that's an interesting assessment. I agree with it. I have I have high hopes for Tom Holland because at, at least by the end of Homecoming, they've kind of, like, reestablished that, oh, this, you know, he's seeing the responsibility in a, a more um, mature way so that we have the possibility of this sort of thing eventually. But, yeah, I think that's a good way to phrase it, that, like... This is such a cool thing to <laughs> be live action Spider Man that uh, it's almost impossible not to be like overly thrilled at the prospect in two thousand seventeen or eighteen versus mm-hmm. you know two thousand one right the first one and it just
0: and it just bleeds into their portrayal of the character as a result sure you know yeah. that yeah that pure joy
1: um, yeah. And this is a film that likes the tragedy and Homecoming is a film that loves the joy. (laughs) Right. right. More than anything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, the whole the whole point of Homecoming is that like he doesn't want to be Peter anymore. He just wants to be Spider-Man all the time. And that would be great if they if he was using Spider-Man as a crutch, but they don't ever really come out and say that that's what he's doing. That he's mm-hmm. using Spider-Man as a crutch, and he was like, "I'd rather be Spider-Man because Spider-Man's uncle isn't dead because he doesn't have an uncle because he's Spider-Man." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, they never, they never go out and say that. Instead, it just looks like he's actually just being irresponsible,
1: uh, which is the opposite of Spider-Man. And with great. Power comes great irresponsibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least I don't think he's anywhere near as irresponsible as the the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, well,
0: that's a that's a different kind of irresponsible. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, his is more
0: sur- the Tom Hollands is more surface level irresponsible. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 But but yeah, it's just it's it's yeah, it's that joy. It's that you know you feel like Spider Man is a burden on Peter in these movies, yeah. and I don't yeah. feel that way in the amazing movies or in uh, like, bad stuff happens to Tom Holland Spider-Man, and bad stuff happens to Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but you never feel mm. like you blame Spider-Man for it, whereas here, I'm blaming Spider-Man, like, it's Spider-Man's fault that his life is garbage,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, yeah, um, it, 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 the most it rises to is that the idea of, like... High school level drama of like, oh, this is the worst high school thing that right. happened to me is because of Spider Man. Right. Where at like, least oh, in like, that I, can't zone. I can't go to the pool with my hot friends. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can't show everybody that I'm a superhero. Oh, man. You know, it's. It is a type of tragedy, but it is a distinctly high school level tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very But I st-
0: kinda I kinda like that. that yeah, means... no, sure. we're tons
1: of fun. It's tons of fun. We're just yeah. talking in terms of contrast to this here. I mean Yeah. <laughs> it's not a criticism. It's just a, something uh, uh, I'm pointing out. A very a different approach. approach. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 You can check out on our our weekend bugle show, we have a big long homecoming discussion. That's mostly just me and Scott like thrilled at how much we love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, but this is, this is classic Spidey stuff. Mm-hmm. This is um, oh yeah, this is the meat of it. And I think they really, they really just keep. It might be that thing you were talking about earlier in the season about like, that to a certain degree production was rushed in a weird way where they had to have Sergeant like writing pages, you know, on the day before they shot them. That like their only guiding principle could be we're gonna make sure everything connects back to this theme as much as we can it's going to connect back to that theme and mm-hmm. um you know along the way we just uh we got a progression of scenes that are really uh lining up and well i don't, I don't know how much was done like in, in, in post in terms of picking and choosing things but it, the final result is this film feels clearer with that goal of Life is hard for Peter because he's Spider-Man and he still has to be Spider Man. Um than mm-hmm. kinda any of the other Spider Man flicks. That's good. And then Peter's a good boy and takes out the trash. Yeah, yeah. Gar- garbage on <laughs> Uh
0: and there's a there's a rough edit here that um I it I don't even I don't think I can blame the editor. I think it's I think it's Sam's fault. Uh I think mm. it's uh I, I think there was bad footage. Um but there's sure. this there's this cut where uh Peter walks all the way to the garbage and uh puts the garbage down. And then we cut to the shot of him just staring at the garbage lid. It's it's like a jump cut, yes. yeah. Cause it's well well it's not it's it's not that. It's just that it's it doesn't flow because it's obviously he's waiting for action or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah, and they've cut yeah. that part out of the sound so that you just have MJ being like, hey, and then he, he turns to order, but it's really awkward, like that is an actor waiting for his cue. That is not <laughs> a human yeah. being doing a thing that a human being does, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. No
2: it's... no man, it's uh he's taking out the trash and he's just like oh man. Man's going through some shit right yeah. now. <laughs> Moment <laughs> like of contemplation, like Yeah, uh, he's just like, Oh skate. geez. Old age seems rough. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it almost strikes me as like two different ideas for things to happen in this scene that didn't quite band-aid in the middle. Oh Mm -hmm. man, I kind of mixed metaphors there. But like the opening bit where I I do really like the idea of we follow the entire walk of Peter to the trash can as he like digests this stuff. Like I like that idea. And I think, you know, the, the moment lands there very well. And I also quite like the idea of... Peter's in the middle of a task, then he hears MJ and then turns and oh, you know, my expectations are different. This is a new type of scene than I thought it was. But since it's not literally one shot doing all of that, we have this like weird moment in the the middle where we have, we have to get to the second idea of the scene because that's where we continue from, but we're not there's no
0: there's no matching action is the problem yes, um, yes. what what you'd want to do is you'd want to open that you, when you say action he's yeah. he, he's holding the garbage can lid and you say action he puts the garbage can lid on like there go. that's what you because you yeah. want to you want to you want to match the action and the edit and there's no action to match to
1: yeah but this is some um, vague amount of time and then a, a hay so you cut to the hay but uh right. you know yeah. It's gonna leave you that awkward moment. I mean of course, of course, of course, in watching the film like a normal human being watches a film, right. <laughs> we whistle right past this and you never notice it. But just this yeah. is where we are today and it sticks out. Well and it's
0: uh-huh. and it's and it's nice because it's now something that I will never forget and when I direct a movie, like I will know to you know, match yeah. the action. Like back let's action. how about we don't start the shot with you just staring at a thing? How about that? How about Perfect. we do we yeah. back it up a little bit? <laughs> Um, oh,
1: huh, yeah! I would love that. That would help. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so I feel like it it establishes a nice uh sense of um the location, though. Just having him walk out there. Oh, it, yeah! I it, love that. Yeah, the... it, you know, and it like it makes you remember all the scenes in Spider Man One that took place mm-hmm. in the backyards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I think it's it's good that we see him at least walking the trash out. Yes. Um, and right. I don't remember this moment that you guys are talking of, of him just like staring into the distance quite as well. But um, I'll I'll certainly watch for it next time I'm watching the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's just
0: Um. a, it's just a split second. It, but it's, it's just like, I, I can know, I know what that is. Like, I know, <laughs> I know what that dead eye stare is. And it is uh, an actor <laughs> listen, standing in their spot and waiting for someone to say action.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. In a, in a minute by minute podcast, the, just a single dead second, it's everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, um,
1: there's uh lessons to learn there right
0: Right. uh so there's this other really fun thing that i i noticed so um okay so first of all peter sees mj and they act like they haven't just literally saw each other like 20 minutes ago um (laughs) which is Oh, uh, fine. Because he's like the first thing he's like, "Hey, I, 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 you know, I saw you on that billboard on Bleeker," and it's like, I mean, didn't you, did you not talk about this? Like, yeah, why did, not,
1: <laughs> did none of this come up during yeah, your party? It's just like those, those missing hours where uh, Aunt May was passed up, passed out, just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, at all just <laughs> they just didn't exist. Um, uh,
0: but but what I do like about it is, uh, I like that. Okay, so obviously Joe's in Greenwich Village. Yeah. Joe's Pizza. Um, mm. But uh, and, which is where he was heading when he saw her um, saw her billboard billboard. And so mm. when he says Bleecker, that is in Greenwich Village, but not only is it in Greenwich Village, but Uh-ho. at 177 uh, a Bleecker is uh, none other than the uh, sanctum sanctorum of Doctor Strange.
1: Oh dog. That's awesome. <laughs> which, is a, <laughs> which is a
0: cool little uh, tie and not the not the not the not the last Doctor Strange reference in this movie.
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh man.
0: Doctor There's, Strange of course being the other Marvel Ditko character.
1: That's right. That's right. I
0: get to I like it. I get to see you every day now is the most dad joke thing that Peter has probably ever said. He's
1: such a dweeb. Yeah. It's great. It's... Oh.
0: I get to see you every day now. Oh. I
1: get to see you every day now. And it's Don't. it's the exact right kind of dweebish because it is... It is a dad joke. He means it so sincerely yeah. that it genuinely touches her. You know? Like that we... We cut in closer after that because we see you every day. Um, and almost the, crash the into I my like, boss and kill him. Almost crash. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, the other thing I love about the billboard moment is this like um, isn't it funny? I'm really kind of bar- embarrassed line that she has. Um, mm-hmm. where it's a, a somewhat counterintuitive line uh, if you just sort of approach it at face value, right? The idea that like you know it's embarrassing to be famous on a billboard. Um, but what I like about her delivery here, Christian uh, Dunst, it's almost as if she's talking about a thing that, like, she and Toby experienced. Like, there's something so genuine about her um, line read on the, like, you know, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I just kind of embarrassed. It feels like, um, I mean, literally, she did end up on billboards in New York City because of this film series, you know? Right. <laughs> You know, the last time we were having a conversation like this together was before our lives completely changed. And our, our lives, you and me, Tobey Maguire, in this moment, they they literally have changed so much since the last time we did a scene in this space, you and me, Toby Maguire, because we ended up on billboards. Mm-hmm. and
0: The sequel became... to the audition scene.
1: Yeah, the sequel to the audition scene is honestly like things have gotten huge and crazy for us i mean she was already pretty pretty big actor before this you know she had bring it on and whatnot uh but like this is their type of like their relationship with their work changed because of the previous movie so her saying something about like yeah billboard isn't if i'm kind of embarrassed it feels genuine to her life in a way that i just love in the in this like little tiny tiny exchange yeah it's good
0: no yeah
2: and it doesn't have to just be Kirsten Dunst, either. Like, it is cool to think of it as a um, just an MJ thing. And they've grown up, like, as next-door neighbors. They've known each other for so long. And, yeah. you know, just for her to become so famous. And she still has this person in her life that she gets to see every now and then. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's just a thing that she can connect with. Like, oh, you're one of the real people in my life. Right. right. And you're not, like... Yeah. But, like...
1: Your barometer must change granted though i guess in the fiction she's not actually super famous yet because like the modeling right. contract is separate from her off broadway debut thing that's happening, but like yeah. even so it's a huge deal to have your face somewhere so like i don't know if i don't know if m j is yet dealing with like hangers on and fake people but i i i think she knows she's just like a half a second away from it mm-hmm. like uh, this is
0: well and even even if she's not dealing with that per se. She's certainly dealing with creepy agents and producers and stuff. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, which, which I'm sure it's nice to have someone genuine like Peter to talk to <laughs> yeah. when you're surrounded by like scummy dudes all the time.
2: Yeah. Somebody so genuine. is just like, I, I get to see you on a billboard. I don't care work, how dweeby so the nice. phrase.
1: Oh, I love it. I get to see you every day now is it must be a, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> right. <that> scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. um, I like her hair better in this sequence too. I yeah, I it is better. Yeah, yeah, it's working in the light. The darker, the darker light yeah. versus the. Uh,
0: uh, stuff. The other thing too that I, that is fun about this is just that you know, like I said, it is a sequel to that audition scene from the first movie in the backyard, mm-hmm. um, and in that scene, that was the first time that she ever said out loud that she wants to be an actress, and that's right now. Two years later, like, she's in a play and she's got her face on a billboard. And that's pretty cool.
1: It is cool. That's, yeah. Yeah. Some nice uh, nice echoing there. Yeah. It's a, um, you know, it's charming. Yeah. And she's <laughs> embarrassed about it.
0: Just like she was embarrassed about admitting that she's uh, she's an actress. She wanted to be an actress. I think she even yeah. said as much, didn't she, in the first movie? She, yeah, was, like, she was like, embarrassed to it. say, yeah.
1: I. It's a, and he's like, no, no, it's to tell me or whatever. There's a little. There's a moment in there about how it's so big of a dream that she thinks it's silly to say out loud. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Uh,
2: I love the the humility that she has, though. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's an actress that's like going for it, and she's clearly clearly wants to be with this guy. You know, mm-hmm. with with Peter. Yeah. And she's like sort of hoping and sort of waiting, and you know. You guys will talk about it next week, but yeah. she's not waiting that much, which is another thing that I like. It's like she's not basing her entire life around Peter Parker. She just yeah. She just wishes it could be this way and it's there's something about that that makes her I just I love that she's like a full character. Like she's not just like, "Oh, here's your romantic interest it's like mm-hmm. i'm mary jane i've got my own life i'm doing this acting thing mm-hmm. i'm a little embarrassed about it about or about being in billboards anyways but i'm i'm going for it and i really would like to be with you but you're not making that final step there and yeah. i feel like she's so different than the way she is in the comics or oh yeah certainly the comics that
1: yeah. that i read oh yeah no uh,
0: no we talked about that a lot last season <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but <laughs> but it's it's but great I... for this world and these types of stories they're telling with these films uh yeah a good, totally a good fit yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um all right well sam thanks for joining us uh tell tell people where they can find you uh one last time um
1: uh,
2: yeah of course. of course uh marvel star wars explorers it's a podcast uh, in which uh a friend and i are uh reading through the old uh, marvel star wars comics from the 70s and 80s and uh commenting on them and it's it's been a blast so far <laughs> also uh reopening the wormhole is a deep space nine podcast uh in which me and um uh, my brother and another friend of mine are uh tackling that entire show in random order which whoa is interesting interesting way to do things <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's uh
0: wow that's a that's a highly serialized show um that's uh interesting okay <laughs>
1: bold choices yeah Love <laughs> yeah it's... nice
0: um all right well th- thanks so much for joining us sam this has been fun
2: oh yeah a blast yeah this seriously is um straight up one of my favorite movies of all time and i am uh jealous of you guys for this adventure that you're going on and i can't <laughs> wait to listen to the whole thing once it's out so oh thanks um, sam Yeah. Thanks so much. Spider-Man 2. Love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we will be back on Monday. But in the meantime, uh, if you go check out uh, duelinggenre.com support, you can go check out our Patreon page. If you become a uh, Patreon member of $5 a month or higher, you will gain access to all of the bonus content the dueling genre puts out on our Patreon, which uh, includes the Weekend Bugle, which is a podcast that Zach and I do where we talk about Spider-Man stuff uh, as well as uh, just sort of general geek culture stuff. Uh, so we we talk about, you know, sort of, sort of like geek culture entertainment news and then um, also we like read Spider-Man comics and watch Spider-Man cartoons and play Spider-Man video games and that sort <laughs> of thing. So go check that out uh, if that sounds interesting to you. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with Minute 16. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.